Hey everybody, welcome back to Contractor Growth Tips. We have a great episode for you guys today. We're talking about using your marketing to recession-proof your business. Times have been great for about the past decade, but we're all hearing that it's gonna change soon. Listen closely to hear what you can do starting today to make sure that your business stays successful throughout the coming years. Welcome to the Contractor Growth Tips Podcast with your hosts, Full Sail Marketing. Get ready for the show that brings you the best tips and strategies to help you get more leads, more sales, and skyrocket your contracting company to the next level. Hey everybody, welcome back to Contractor Growth Tips. I'm Wayne Veldsman. And I'm Logan Schinholzer. And we have an awesome episode for you guys today. We're talking about using marketing to recession-proof your business. Logan, why, why don't you just take it away? All right. So at this point, this it is we are beginning of December when we're recording this, and the economy as a whole, you know, ever since I guess '09 has been going up, and now it's been sliding back a decent amount. Mm-hmm. All right. It seems like every day the uh, the stock market takes another two percent dip. And uh, it's just kind of going that way. So what I did, um, we're in the Contractor Sales Academy private page. I put out a question because in 2009, I was 17 and Wayne was 15. 15. Yeah. So we didn't like, you know, we didn't really go through all this stuff. But now that, you know, we're a new company, what do we do? What happens if the economy continues to go? So we put out this question that was, for those uh, companies that have been around since 07, what was the number one reason you survived the housing market recession? And we got a lot of a lot of responses back to this. Um, you know, we had some people say like, I just had a super low overhead and didn't even know my numbers, so we stayed in business, but I didn't actually make any money. Um, other people said we had a solid customer base. We realized that, you know, just years of taking care of customers made a huge difference. Um, you know, calling up past customers and just chatting and it turned into money. But um, one person, let me see if I can find it. I'm not going to use their name, but it said, all right, this is what it said. It said, oof or oofa, suffered through that time. Credit cards maxed, phones shut off, truck repoed, late payments on everything just about, buying gas, one $20 bill at a time on the good days collectors calling and visiting. It was a brutal time. Add to it a new marriage, my oldest kid heading to college, and just started a holiday lighting business. Like others had in this group have posted, I kept grit, determination, patience, and persistence as my business values empowered through. I have desperation. I started making videos. They were kind of like vlogs, blogging like crazy, creating tons of content, all because it didn't cost me a single dime to do any of this stuff. Uh, Things are better now. It's still a fight, but overall, it's a different fight. It's just a contractor fight. So pretty much, it sounds like from this contractor, I mean, it was pretty tough. That was deep. And I know, yeah, I mean, that got very, uh, very candid, very fast, which is great. Now, and a lot of this, you know, I grew up, so my dad was a contractor. He does ponds and water features. And 07 to 08 to 09, his company actually grew over those years. So I asked him, I said, you know, why why didn't you go through all this? What what was the difference? And he said, pretty much, he was like, my, my client base is recession-proof. 
we talked about what, what does that mean? He said, well, you know, you have people that, you know, are kind of the people a lot of times are like the cheap ones. They don't want to spend money. And a lot of times it's because they don't have the money. You know, they may, they're just keeping up with the Joneses. They want to look good, but they don't really have all this money. So if that's your client base and you're doing stuff on the cheap and you don't show that you're a high-end contractor, when the recession slows down and people aren't spending money on contracting work, your customer base goes out and so do you. But if you can position yourself as the contractor for those that are either high-end or they save up, aka those that, you know, whether the economy is killing it or it's pretty down in the dumps, they still have money and savings that they're going to spend on a new kitchen or a new pond or a detached garage, things like that. So we're going to talk to you about how do you actually position yourself to gain clients that are quote unquote recession proof. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a great way to put it, honestly. And uh, that, that sort of just helps the whole contract industry as a whole. Because there's way too many people that are just competing on price, right? Like that is their number one unique sales proposition is lowest price guaranteed. We'll match any price. And that just causes everybody to charge less and less and less. But if you can actually charge what you're worth and shoot for the customers that, like you said, are recession proof, it's going to help you in the long run. I, uh, I talked to a real estate agent and I was talking with them, and, and they like they're a legit real estate agent. You know, this is their career. This is how they put food on the table. So far, just this year, um, they have already you know they've already sold over like like twenty one or twenty two million dollars worth of homes just by themselves. So they are legit. And I said, you know, okay, the economy is slowing, and the housing you know market as a whole is slowing down. Does that scare you? And she said, actually, I like that because. All these other smaller, quote-unquote, real estate agents that um, they just do it kind of part-time and they just think, oh, I, I can go out and sell a house. Like It's not a big deal. They will go away because they have to go out and get a job. And I thought about it and I was like, that is exactly the contracting world right now. I mean, the the companies that are doing well and they're doing what they're supposed to and they're, and they're building their brand the right way, they are going to stick around while those that you know, I've been subcontractors for a while or they're handyman or whatever. Not like I'm not saying anything about handyman, but I'm just saying like they just they don't actually have like legit business and they just kinda run out and and you know I I had a guy that, you know, uh he came out and he, he assembled my IKEA furniture for like seventeen dollars an hour. And I was like, Oh I was like, Okay, you know, I'm talking with him, what do you you know, is this your full time job? Oh no, I'm a uh, I'm a home remodeler and I just do this for extra cash and I'm like extra cat like $22 like stuff yeah. must be super slow right now if you know your normal job is a remodeler but for 17 bucks an hour you're doing you know coming out you know driving out 20 minutes putting together furniture uh you know took like an hour and 15 minutes so it's like set $22 probably gave him a $5 tip so let's say $30 just to make it even 20 minutes back so in that's what 40 minutes plus an hour. Yeah, I mean, like all in all, that's probably a little over two hours worth of work for thirty dollars, which is fifteen bucks. And at that rate, yeah, it's I mean, In and Out Burger starts you at fourteen dollars and twenty five cents out in California. So nice. You know, you might as well do that. But that's kind of what I foresee. You know, like the businesses as a whole, where all those that are legit businesses that actually do what they're supposed to do, they're going to be good. But contractors, man, like. 
you know, Wayne, tell, tell a story about the contractor that came to your house. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that guy is going out of business, no doubt about it. So it's it comes down to doing the right things, creating a sustainable long-term company. Um, the example I was talking about is I had some drywall installed in my house, and the quote-unquote owner of the company didn't do it himself, but his guys came and installed, and not only did they go over budget that we had discussed, it took longer than the estimated time. Probably double, right? Yeah, more than double. They said it would take one to two days max, and on the fifth day, they uh, they told me that they were completed, and little to know that the next day we find out that they drywalled over top of our power outlets in the wall, so didn't even complete the job up to snuff at all, and uh, it's companies like this. I mean, we, we hired them because they were, I think they were the second lowest price point, almost equal to the lowest price point. Um, I'm new homeowner, so that's that's what I was kind of looking for, but they're not doing the work that they say that they're going to do. I even from the start told them, I was like, I just want a good quality job done. Um, it doesn't matter to me if you run into complications, just tell me about it, and I want it fixed. It's like I've heard these horror stories about contractors showing up and not completing the projects and then not coming back in. I told them from the start, and man, was I having to chase this guy around. And that's the type of business that you do not want to be. Those are those contractors and the other businesses, like the real estate example that Logan gave, that are going to fall to the wayside. They're going to go out of business. They're totally going to be run out of town because they can't survive on these low bottom prices that they're trying to charge right now and the quality of work that they're producing. They're going to be weeded out, which is going to be a good thing. Because it's going to help customers, you know, not fall into the situation that I fell into. So you you didn't take your own advice, and like, we're sitting here talking about charge what you're worth, all that kind of stuff. And I remember when you posted this in the CSA group, and you said, "This is my story." Just from the you know like from the price point, they said, "What did this cost?" And whenever it was, they were just like, "That's like the cost of materials." And then we talked about it. Uh, I talked about it with with uh, Derek offline, and he said what probably happened was they had some extra drywall from a different job, and they said, screw it, we can just put it up here because we're not going to pay for materials. It'll just be labor, and we'll make money. And he was like, because that job in itself, you know, it, the materials are, are going to cost a good chunk of that. So now, you know, they're not making any money. And I think what you paid was, what, a couple grand? Yeah, a couple grand and... Uh what the quote was what, that I started asking, you know, the legit contractors in the CSA and the lowest response I got was like two and a half times. Yeah. I think it was I like five, five grand. Yeah. It was like five it was grand. lowest. And that was yeah. like, yeah, I paid like 2,100 bucks, which it, it straight up is because they don't know their numbers. hundred percent like material costs. I, I looked at all materials. I, you know, I probably put too much research into this shit and, you know, actually called suppliers. And so it was all new materials. They covered their material costs, no doubt about it. I don't know what they're paying their guys. And I don't think this guy's paying himself anything. Anything at all. He doesn't know his numbers. And so that's a totally different thing that we can spiral into right now. Mm -hmm. But be legit. Like, just know, know your numbers, know your business, do things correctly, charge the correct prices, what you're worth, and people will pay for it. Because they'll pay for a good job 
if I could have looked into the future and been like, Wayne, look at look at what's happening here, man, I would have just searched out the most expensive guy possible yeah. because it would have saved me so much time and headache. Can't even tell you. Exactly. So, okay. So based off of that, how do you actually do it? How do you position yourself in front? Because everybody goes, oh, I got tire kickers calling me up. They just want the lowest price. They want the lowest this. How do you, how do you position yourself as the recession-proof contractor? I mean, how do you get in front of those people that they have the money? Cool. So first thing that I'm going to say is make sure that you're showing the quality work that you do to prove you're worth the price tag that you're asking for. Um, Previously, we've talked a lot about Facebook Lives, about showing people on the job site what you're doing, what your process looks like. Uh, That's huge. Show the transparency and then post pictures of your past jobs. Show the quality of work that you do. Ask your customers to leave reviews, to post that you are worth it. Even if you can get a review that says they were a little more expensive than what we wanted to pay for, but the end product blew us out of the water. It was much more than we were expecting. That just shows that you're worth the money, right? If you can do those little things from the beginning and build that brand, you're going to show that you're allowed to charge that much. I mean, don't be trying to you know, take people for a ride here and squeeze every penny out possible, but that's how you need to position yourself first. Don't say you're the cheapest around or, you know, great low prices like go for other things that's not all people care about say um amazing communication like number one communication in the entire area customer satisfaction 100 percent guaranteed right i don't know things like that can easily affect your marketing your branding so that you don't need to charge the lowest price i mean other than sort of proving to people that you're worth it what else what is, would you say is one of the first things to start with? Okay, so finish this quote. Don't dress for the job you have. <laughs> dress for the job you want to have. Exactly. So with that, if you are showing, let's say you want to get into high-end, I don't know, lawn care. All right, You only want to mow the lawn of people that make a million bucks or more and their houses are worth three million bucks or more. But your website has just a bunch of trailer park homes that are being um you know like like you're mowing those yards those lawns what is that going to say i mean you look at like the best way i look at this is you've got like like the uh, uh auto body shops and the ones that will show pictures of like these exotic foreign cars out front that shows hey we we can take care of your car but if you have a bunch of toyotas out front and then you have a big sign that says oh yeah we can take your ferrari they're not going to hire you. I'm I mean, not like, leaving like, my yeah, Ferrari there. Exactly. I mean, like you, you have to show them this stuff, but you have to deal with all your branding. It has to be high class. Everybody, a lot of contractors. Um, I mean, like you look at the contractor fight. I mean, a lot of people complain, and they're like, "Oh, I'm," you know, they're, they 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 don't value my work. I do great work. Um, you know, it's the best around. Like it really sounds like. You know, someone famous that we know. It's it's the best. It's the best kitchen you have. I, you know, <laughs> trust me. You can ask all my friends. You know, like things like that. But it's. Uh, I mean, like everyone talks about it. But then as soon as, as you go, okay, great. Do you have a website that shows all this? They go, yep, I built it myself, and it looks like 
like yeah. this this cat that's walking around has built it. I mean, it's like it's just not a good website. So how can you get mad at people when in reality impressions are big? I mean, your first impression is everything. So if you build, you know, like immaculate homes, but your website is a free GoDaddy or Wix website that looks terrible, what can you really expect from someone? You know, when they come in trying to, you know, size up your company, size up your work. Yeah, just your brand in general, right? I mean, everything that you do needs to be professional, high-end. If you're claiming that you're going to provide a high-end service, but yet your brand is not high-end at all. Everything has to be high-end. Yeah. I mean, like like you like you go out and you buy a new car. Like, let's say, for example, you got Acura. Okay, I've been to Acura um, to like with uh, my dad's car with his um to go get his oil changed and then i've done it for mine you know with a hyundai the difference in the car is one thing but then the actual experience you know i walk into hyundai it's it's loud if like, i feel like i felt like i was like, at the dmv getting my oil changed but then you walk into the acura you know it's like they have like you know a bunch of waters and snacks there for you. I'm pretty sure there's a dude walking around giving foot massages. I mean, like it is nice there. So it's not just about the product; it's about the experience overall. And that's really why these people buy this stuff, you know. So if you want to look at, okay, how do I position myself with the wealthy and the rich? Think of what what brands they interact with and why. What do they like about it? Okay, why do they buy a Mercedes? Do they buy it because? It's a quality car, or do they buy it because the name gives them some sort of status, and then when they interact with the people, they feel good. So if that's why they buy it, then how can you kind of give them the status that their new kitchen is going to help them with? I mean, you know, you got you got to think of that kind of stuff. So there's just a lot of little things that you know, you may not think about, and you may go, oh, they just want to buy the Mercedes because it's a nice car. But in all reality, there's a lot of nice cars out there that don't cost what they cost because they don't have a brand name associated with it. So, Yeah, e- easy as that. So I think first steps you guys need to do is go take a look at some high-end, high-end companies. Do a search on Google. Car companies is a great example. Some uh, uh, luxury fashion brands even. And take a look at what they are. They most of them are taking the less is more approach. It's not cluttered, it's super clean. You're not going to find a single typo anywhere on their page, and you can tell that not only a web company did it, but like a design company that's thinking about branding. Then compare those to yours, to your website. What are the biggest differences that you're seeing, and start to understand how you should be putting off this whole perception. Uh, the biggest thing right from the start is going to be the type of pictures, exactly what Logan mentioned. At the same time, take a look at all of your social media profiles. If you have listing sites like Angie's List or Home Advisor, House, any of these, if you have pictures that look like they were snapped with a dirty 2010 smartphone, delete them. Take them off. They're not helping you. They're hurting you. Okay. Now, in today's day and age, at least... You know, with the newer iPhones, you can take some good quality pictures, and so those are going to be better to post. But if you invest a little bit into yourself and pay for some high-quality photos to be taken, think about the less is more approach. Yeah, you're going to have less overall pictures. You're not going to have those dirty old pictures, though, that are actually hurting you and not helping you. So those are some of the first things you can do right from the start to start 
changing your marketing to be more high end and actually you know help you charge what you're worth and make sure that you're getting those customers that are going to help you in the long term. I mean, build you know you're about to go out and, and build or, or renovate someone's kitchen or renovate their basement or their bathroom or whatever for forty thousand dollars. Charge the customer forty one thousand dollars because you're actually you're adding an extra thousand for a photographer to go back out there. You know we had a um, like for the the lighting company that we have up in Maryland. It is we had like went out ourselves with an iPhone, took a bunch of pictures at night, and this is landscape lighting, so it's kind of hard to see on an iPhone. And then took picture or then hired a professional to go out there and do the photos. And there was a client that said. Oh yeah, you know I'm thinking about you know maybe just doing the front yard, which in that case was going to cost six grand. But she also was kind of on the fence of doing the whole yard, including back, which would have been fifteen. Well, Andrew showed her some pictures of the professional uh, from the professionally shot photos, and we sold it for fifteen because it shows what you wanted to show. I mean, there's a reason that these high-end clothing companies have models trying their clothes. Because it's like who people aspire. I mean, they, they they look at that and they aspire to be that model that's, you know, she's like 6'1", you know, and, and like really in shape and stuff. So they do that on purpose. And that's the same with your kitchen and, and, and or your services or your lawns that you do. I mean, if you're showing these low-end homes and you're like, that's not my ideal clientele, then that's who you're going to attract and you're SOL. But if you're okay with like, yep, I, you know, I like to do volume at a cheaper price. That's totally cool. I mean, Walmart makes a ton of money. So you can 100% do that, but you just got to know your clientele and be able to like replicate what the other brands they use, you know, like with their branding and their website experience and their customer service and their follow-up and their warranty policies, all those things. And that is how you can actually recession-proof the business using your marketing because you are, you know, targeting those people that you know will have the money even if the economy you know like right now i think the dow went from twenty five thousand. now it's down to like 21 22 i mean that's like a 20 percent drop right there um but i mean there's a lot of people out there that still have a ton of money so get in front of them and make sure that everything that you're doing appeals to them not the low-end people because you, you know if you are showcasing that you're low-end then yeah. you can't really be mad at anybody but yourself for the low-end people to be attracted to you. Simple as that. Build a strong brand. Set yourself up for long-term success no matter what happens with the economy. Exactly. So that's all I really got about this. It's just all about you know dressing for the, the job that you want, not the one you currently have. Yep. Easy as that. Set up yourself up for long-term success, guys. Do the right thing now. Charge the right prices of what you're worth. And you'll thank yourself for it in the future. That's all we got. Thank you very much. Go out and uh, you know look professional. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Contractor Growth Tips. If you want to hear more, the number one thing you can do is to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. We'll see you in the next episode.